Welcome back, everybody, to the Comic-Con Podcast. This is episode 44. If you're listening to us, you know you can usually find us anywhere on... You can find podcasts, so Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM. And as always, I am one of your hosts, Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal. And with me is my friend, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. What's up, Justin? What's going on, Zach? Gotta say, today, we're recording this on Veterans Day, so shout out to all the veterans. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for your service, whether you're current, retired, whatever the case may be. But we really appreciate anybody out there who is a listener and you know either has some family or who is a veteran out there. So thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, my my father's retired Navy. I was out. Uh, like you said, this is Thursday, the 11th. I was out last night, the 10th. It was uh, the Marine Corps birthday. I have a bunch of buddies who are Marine Corps, uh, retired Marine Corps. So we're out, and those devil dogs, man, those. So those assholes can drink, <laughs> getting like lit, just shot after shot after shot. And uh, they're a little wild. But yeah, so also happy belated birthday to any Marine Corps veterans out there and members of the Marine Corps currently. So yeah, man, uh, it's a good oh, week. Shit, it's always doing birthdays. I'm going to shout out my dad. My dad's birthday is actually today on Veterans oh, Day. You know what? Actually, so is my grandmother. And he's a veteran. My, I forgot to call my grandma today too. It was her birthday, and I received two text messages today reminding me from my parents like, <laughs> "Call your grandma; it's her birthday." So, oops. Anyway, yeah. so Comic Con podcast. We're here as always talking about all things comic related. You know, whether it's the news on movies, TV shows, or any kind of films that are coming out, but also any information on current issues and whatnot. But as the name of our podcast is, the Comic Com, short for community, we always like to interact with our community, whether it's voicemails, direct messages, or emails. And I believe Justin has a direct message from the community. What do you got, Justin? Yeah, so this one was sent to me via direct message on my Instagram. Uh, gentleman wanted to same remain anonymous just so nobody kind of goes and threatens him. Oh so, shit! Um, yeah, it was. It's it's kind of you know it's a controversial topic, but you know Ooh. we're always here about uh, you know bringing the flair to the the podcast. But you know I'll kind of get into the message. We'll just call him Steve for right now. Um, okay. He goes, "Hey guys, love the podcast. I wanted to throw my opinion on the Jonathan Kent talk. So of course we talked about this. You know, I guess close to a month ago, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, about something the, like that. Uh, so you know, it's uh, it's something that we dealt with, but." He goes, I do. I believe DC decided to do this because let's be honest, Superman as a character and comic book hasn't been good in quite a long time. So he is so unrelatable to a lot of people and his stories are not entertaining to the common or even new comic goer. So the decision to change up John Kent brings a new flair and purpose to the Superman family of books. Batman family has always had Kate Kane for the past 10 years or so. Why not change up the status quo? In my opinion, I like John as a boy with Damien which I did too. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess this time, the time has passed and I do not know why they aged him. Anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway, that's my two cents. Keep up the great content. So, uh, that was pretty yeah. tame. I don't think he was going to give me hate for well, that statement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, him and I were, uh, the, you know, again, the person we were going back and forth and, you know, he, he said some other stuff, but I don't, really <laughs> to it. um, but yeah, uh, you know, we appreciate that and you know i guess you know because i don't want i don't want someone to be going on his page and posting something so. of course man people people are crazy these days yeah but I, I again that's you know we we took a stance on you know we took a stance on it we we gave us our our opinion and they you know he kind of brought some some stuff to light as far as exactly like i guess superman is a character who's kind of books are kind of dead in the water right now what you yeah. say so yeah i guess bringing john kent out as a bisexual and kind of giving him a little flair but i agree um i mean superman is definitely one of the most uninteresting characters in my opinion in dc comics like uh he's good in justice league obviously because he's part of a team but yeah his solo titles have never they never really grasped me um i did like man of steel run with brian michael bendis recently i thought that was pretty decent um mm -hmm. and then even his run on Superman, I did not like his action comics run. Do you remember that one? It was the did you read, read it with it like the, the yeah, mist, mist yeah, monster? Yeah. Like that's that's just, I thought sucked. Um, but the Superman one was pretty good where they had that Rogel Czar mm -hmm. or whatever his name that was, was the, it was something um, like that. 
Yeah. Not, it was not, Man not of Steel, and then it went into like the Superman run. But yeah, I mean, that was good. And the return of uh, Jor-El also. It was all, so they were pretty good. But yeah, I get what he's saying, man. And, and maybe There's that's nothing true. that's like memorable. That's what it is. Right. And to be honest, Superman, so here's the difference. You know, uh, what are we, what's his, his alias? Steve. Steve said that, uh, you know, Batman, you talk about the Bat family, right? There's a lot of characters, the Bat family. There really isn't a Superman family. I mean, you get like Supergirl, but really that's it. Like what else are we, we're talking like every occasionally we might get a Lois Lane or like a Jimmy Olsen, but there isn't necessarily a Superman family in DC universe. So, you know, well, you've like always we, had like, you've had Superman, Supergirl, Lois, Superboy. Yeah. Superboy. So, you know, and those books never really sell well. To like be the 90s was like the best. Yeah. Like but, even yeah. Supergirl hasn't had a, a really good series. I feel like even like their mini series or limited series were always good for Supergirl. But like New 52, I think was pretty good in the beginning. When she was Red it, Lantern. Remember that? That was cool. Yeah. That was and really then cool. towards the tail end, it was terrible. I, I was only picking up all the rebirth stuff only because of the art germ covers, I feel. Yeah. But, and I, I, it was just, eh. But that's you know that's that so yeah i don't know and even though with kate kane also like i i've never really considered kate kane part of the bat family like she's always mm -hmm. been the, like the outsider of the bat family she doesn't really interact with them it really wasn't until like what tinian's run with detective that she was like super associated with them it felt like in like the recent years um, well, yeah, which that was really cool that was really awesome but yeah, she does her, own her thing. really was in, she was brought in and then she was into the, she ran that detective comics run even prior yeah. to New 52 for a little bit because of Batman not being there and then right. uh, Nightwing, you know, taking over. So you had a good like 10, 15 issues of that. But uh, yeah, I think she was more more mainstream, obviously, with the TV show and Tinian's run on the rebirth stuff. Really yeah. brought her for, first and foremost. Yeah, well, I mean, time will tell what happens with uh, Jonathan Kent and readers and everything. You know, it's just everything's so polarized now, it mm -hmm. seems like, and no one wants change. And I think, you know, for the most part, obviously, we've talked about this a little bit ad nauseum, but I think you and I both agree. Like, yo, if you want to make um, a homosexual character, like make a new character. Or, and honestly, I'm, the more I think about it, I don't really care about it being Jonathan Kent because he's not an established character necessarily. Like, no one. No one can be super invested in Jonathan Kent outside of <laughs> outside of like like you like you said and like Steve said the Super Sun stuff, but that's yeah. all gone. Like before you even made him bisexual, Super Sons was done. So they aged him, and there's no going back to Super Sons. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. You can't be invested in Jonathan Kent. It's just not possible. So. No, definitely not. Um, I guess actually, let's. I know this is on one of our topics to talk about, but we appreciate, so we appreciate the community message. Again, anytime you guys want to hit us up, either any one of our direct messages, Nemesis Prime, Milton the Manimal, the Comic-Con podcast on Instagram, or to the emails, the Comic-Con podcast at gmail.com. But since we're talking about Superboy, let's talk about, I wanted to talk about this. Supergirl just ended on the CW. So the finale of Supergirl, and I know Zach's not caught up and doesn't give a crap, so it's no. Actually, I mean, I'm interested to hear how it ends. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, so you know, the past six years of this show, the first couple years for me was a high. Seeing Supergirl, I thought the action was great, the characters they were bringing in, the villains they were bringing in, but these last couple seasons have been just a trek to get through. And I typically mm -hmm. sometimes even fast forward. I always record it, and I sometimes even fast forward the majority of this stuff, but. <laughs> um, you know, the, the finale was, it was cool. Uh, it was basically, it was almost like, it's definitely like the, the DC's Avengers Endgame. I will say for Supergirl. Like, they brought back all the characters that have been in the series. So you had like Guardian, you have Monel was in there. You have Dreamer, oh, nice. you have Brainiacs, Supergirl, the new Guardian. Did you have uh, Winslow Slot? Did he come back? Yes, he's there Or Shot, well. I mean Winslow Slot. Winslow, shot. Yeah, so they're all there and they're all fighting like, all these villains like Lex brings in um, a tallow red tornado. Uh, who else? There's uh, oh God, I can't even think of their names like um, parasite. And then there's like two, there's like two other villains that are in there as well. And event, and then he kind of opens up the, he opens up the phantom zone and you think the whole phantom zone is going to, you know, take out all these people. But uh, 
and they end up they end up winning of course that's and it was a two hours <laughs> it was pretty crazy yeah. so uh and it ends with kind of like a an homage to iron man one realistically uh basically they they announce she announces to the world that she is supergirl mm-hmm. like she go and cat grant comes back so um the actress oh who, yeah who played cat yeah. grant from what's that uh sex in the city mm-hmm. can't think of her name felicia something uh so she comes back and then it kind of ends with her having an interview with cara danvers slash supergirl and you kind of see that like on an off-screen thing so huh so i kind of stopped watching this was what season six right yes Mm-hmm. I think I maybe stopped season four, season five. Um, I don't think um, the original Guardian had left the show mm-hmm. yet. Jimmy Olsen character. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he had left. Um, Dreamer was around. And I may not have even finished that that season. Um, but yeah, Lex was kind of like dead. Wasn't he dead or something? He was alive he was... and then he was dead. And right. Then he came back. Yeah. There's yeah. A lot of the, a lot of that stuff. I just, I couldn't even keep up with and, and Lena Luther and yeah, there was just a lot of, it was a lot of dragging t- for the last, you know, two seasons. It was, I'd say. it was good. I, I agree with you. The first couple seasons were pretty decent. Um, it did, it got, you know, it's actually kind of funny that we're talking about this because we just talked about Superboy, but like that was kind of one of the, it was a little heavy handed on like the political topics for me at times with this. Oh, it like, went there for these past. Yeah, years. man. And maybe not, maybe political is not social topics is probably uh-huh. the, the better word. Um, and not to say like I, I have any, I'm not against any of that. So I'm very like socially liberal. You know what I mean? Like m- my basic belief is, as long as you're living your life and you're not hurting anyone, like I don't give a shit, dude. Do what the fuck you want to do. You know what I mean? I felt but like this was just like dra- jammed down your throat yes. at times. I felt like yeah, the last two seasons they definitely of all the Arrowverse shows over the years, and I think maybe not so much because of Arrow you know, green arrow because that started a long time ago, but right. You know, I definitely think Supergirl took this, you know, f- so far, so far. And it was definitely, like you said, jam down your throat. Uh, you know, a lot of changes were made like middle of this, this entire series that I feel like, why wasn't it like this in the beginning of the season? Uh, right. All of a sudden things change. Like it was just, uh, I remember I being know. very heavy handed too with like, so here's the thing, like, you know, you want to you want to do these political or these social tropes and like and activist type stuff, and it's all well and good. You know what I mean? Like representation, mm-hmm. everything. I agree with all that, but I, I feel like people don't realize, man. It, it, like Hollywood for sure doesn't get this. It's like you push these issues so much, you then become what you are fighting against. Like there are so many times I remember watching Supergirl where it was like so like girl power that it was like man hate. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. you, you you're complaining and like you're upset about like you know gender roles and how you know men are misogynist or whatever. But then you're doing the same thing, but now you're like about how much better women are than men. It's like you've become what you've hated. You're what you, what you hate. You know, and I really felt like I think that was more than the. Um, obviously, there was a, like a lot of homosexual representation in Supergirl, which is great. You know, uh, the sister. Um, dreamer was a trans character uh-huh. uh, there's tons of you know those kind of storylines but i think that what really bugged me the most was like the uh the feminist agenda that was just like too much man for me i was like oh okay yeah. like yeah I don't know. it's so, not as bad as uh, it's not as bad as it is on batwoman and i and i can and i like batwoman i still think that's you know even with the change from kate kane to ryan wilder i still enjoy that series and maybe it's because i like I typically like all the bat family type of characters. Right. So, you know, being part of Gotham and even though it's not Batman, but you still, there's always the references to the rogues gallery and this season. Right. It's cool. Little, it has, it has the ideas of, you know, bringing in certain characters. You're all, I'm, I feel like I'm always excited. Like it's always that Easter egg. Like for me, it's always a cooler Easter egg when they're like, Oh, scarecrow or man. When Hatter it's a Batman or, thing. Yeah. 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 I guess that's really more for me. But of course, even like just the, the you know, it's I Batman's uh, cooler. That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like to see I like the series like I I'm, I hate that uh, Ruby Rose left. I, and she had a whole big thing on uh, Instagram that she put up. I, I feel like we should have talked about that months ago. And now uh, it's like the, coming out that she's a, just a nightmare human being. Yeah, that too. But, you know, with Ryan Wilder uh, being 
you know, a, a black bat woman and being also a lesbian, you know, I, I don't care. Like I, she's a great actress. She's killing it as bat, you know, as bat woman for another season. I, and I think I like, you know, and now you have bat wing. He got introduced at the end of last season and he's part of, you know, the, the team this season more now. So I'm enjoying it. So where did it, where did it end with, uh, with Kara? What's she like, what's she doing now? What's she going to do now? nothing like she just said that you know she basically it just ends with them of course at like uh her sister's apartment they're all hanging out like having a drink and dinner and um it just ends with basically uh a cat grant having uh, an interview with her literally that's how it ends so is she i mean she's still supergirl right she's oh, still, yeah, like, she's still supergirl and, but okay. you really don't know like literally the interview is like the last like 10 seconds as like the um it kind of like fades to black in a way. Gotcha. So it's nothing like super light, you know, it's not super drawn out. It's literally the, the last 15 seconds of, of the show, but that's kind of like the, the overall of that series. I, you know, I like the beginning seasons. I like more of when the characters were there and they would do like the crossovers and the yeah. introductions of the villains. But yeah, it just got, of course, even, even, you know, with, especially with a super, man or supergirl show you always bring in the luthers and right that's always where that's always who it's gonna be yeah yeah there's really not i mean you're you're right you get like metallo and parasite here as well but it's they're never like the big big threats and brainiac mm -hmm. you know those kind of characters so the Arrowverse, what do we have left you got flash um uh, legends of tomorrow which is still on that's crazy um <laughs> yeah batwoman's uh, still on and then batwoman's i guess on. the new superman show right uh, the new Superman and Stargirl is part of that universe. And that actually just season two just ended. They did the uh, Stargirl season two summer school, which was really interesting. It was, you know, like a short season. And I feel like that's the way it should be. Not 20 plus episodes. It was only about, I think, eight, maybe yeah. eight to 10. I want to say I, I can't remember all the top of my head, but, you know, this season had Eclipso um, and it already sets it up for season three. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think the action in that seat, I think the action in Stargirl is a lot better than uh, what they did in some of these other shows, to be honest. Cool. I think Stargirl is a great character and her abilities. Cool. Cool. That's, that's good, man. I, actually, I did see, I read a couple of those articles or I saw the titles of those articles that Supergirl ended and I was like, yeah, I want to check this out. But I, I, I knew you watched it. So I figured you were going to tell me at some point. So, yeah absolutely well cool so kind of keeping up with the uh the news here um we got a couple articles we wanted to talk about so moving over to the marvel realm here we'll talk about uh, a new character coming out in february i believe so marvel's debuting queen goblin the new spider-man's next major villain so if you're reading uh, Spider-Man run right now, you know that Peter Parker is not Spider-Man anymore. He's kind of taken out of the fight. And we got Ben Riley, Clone Saga Ben Riley, is now the Spider-Man. So they're creating a uh, a new Goblin for him. And it had some really cool posters. Did you see the uh, the posters for him? Not posters, but yeah, ads, well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, it was like that. first the original brought tragedy. Then the Pretender brought chaos and it's Hobgoblin. Then it goes after that, the symbiote brought carnage. You got the red goblin. And then they got the picture. Now all hail their queen, the queen goblin. So um, queen goblin flying onto the pages in what is it? I believe it's February of 2022. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of mystery behind this character. We don't know who it is yet. Um, it's going to be the main kind of villain for the Ben Riley Spider-Man. And uh, yeah, man, it'd be cool. The goblins are always like, just kind of like what you said about... Uh, about Superman, it's like you always got to come to the Luthers, right? But with Spider-Man, it's always the, it's always the goblins. You always somehow come back to the goblins. So, but he, so here's my thing. First of all, they they forgot two of them. You forgot Demogoblin, you know, and he was mm -hmm. a big part of like the '90s, like the Maximum right. Carnage run. Cool looking dude too. Oh yeah, he was awesome. And then you had you had the Goblin King, who's still around. You know, he's another character. But again, like like you just said, and I said before. Like, really? We're going to get the Goblin Queen after we just got uh, Red Goblin, know, the freaking Red Goblin. That was such like a huge thing for Dan Slott. Like, it's going to be so great. It's And that was such a sh it was just so bad. Yeah. And now we're going to bring a female into this. I'm just like, oh, my God, you can't introduce like cooler characters. It's just like rinse and repeat. Like, right. 
you know, in Spider-Man, like everyone who listens to us knows that I'm not a big Spider-Man fan, but you know, Spider-Man has it. it uh, you could argue with a lot of people who has the better rogues gallery, whether it's uh, Batman or Spider-Man, right? Ob- mm-hmm. Obviously, in comics, those are the two biggies with like like famous, notable rogues galleries. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Spider-Man, you always get like these animal-themed villains and whatnot. But they've had some recent ones that were pretty good. Like Mister Negative was a good new villain that's like you know modern in the two thousands era. Yep. Um, who else was there's a uh, that. I didn't read this storyline, but they just had the what was the big villain recently? Um, oh God! Again, they, it, might, it. I, it might have ended up being Harry Osborn. Uh, oh, that um, car. Kindred. I think yeah, it's Kindred. Kindred. Yeah. Yes, yes. Was it Harry? It was Harry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler so. Alert. Yeah. Right. I think it's been done for a while. So. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've had some good success in the past, like bringing up, bring making some new characters. Obviously, Kindred's probably not a new one, but yeah, I, I'm with you. The Goblin stuff, like I'll, I'll be honest, I'm gonna I'll pick up that book, and I bet you there'll be a million covers for it first appearance. Oh. But I do like the writer, dude, Zeb Wells. I like I like Zeb Wells. Um, he writes currently. He's writing the Hellions in the mm-hmm. uh, X Men universe there, and I, I enjoy his writing. It's funny. It's good. It's action packed. So it might be worth checking out. All right. So, what other articles you got? Villains. Uh, so this is a quick article for really for me, and I know who out there is listening to who absolutely is going to enjoy this one. This is over at CBR.com. So a Gundam pop up store is coming to San Diego Comic Con. So if you don't know and don't follow, of course, I'm a huge Gundam fan for the anime stuff. But over in Japan, they have this thing called Gundam Base, which is like a store which has nothing but all the Gundam stuff. But coming this. Uh, end of the month at San Diego Comic-Con, Bandai and Crunchyroll are bringing over a Gundam pop-up store for San Diego Comic-Con, hmm. which is totally awesome. So basically, the, the chain is going to be hosting special events for this thing, as well as bringing in tons of showcases, rare and unique models, and most importantly, selling exclusive merchandise that isn't available anywhere else. So if you're listening to this and you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, Please hit me up because I am really interested because they show off some pretty cool designs of some awesome Gundam stuff. They have a Gundam wing Epion that looks badass that I need. But yeah, if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, please let me know because I really want something from this Gundam pop-up show. And I want to see pictures if anybody goes out there. So that's just a quick article. I, I figured I would jump throw that in there because I'm huge into the anime. I'm huge into Gundam. Um, that's all I have on this quick little article. I know Zach doesn't care. No, I, I mean, I, not that I don't care. I just, I've never, I'm not in the yeah, Gundam. I, I never, it's like, yeah. It's like my wheel of time. Right. You, yeah, probably. Yeah. Get Ken <laughs> on here and you and Ken can yes. nerd, nerd out together about uh, Gundam again. Um, so another little topic here, maybe you guys have experienced this and this is kind of, um, it's kind of a good topic to, to talk about because it's actually like a big deal. We kind of talked about maybe, some of this issue last week with the paper shortages, but if anyone suffered like I did this week with um, comic book sh- shipment issues, uh, you'll understand why with Diamond. So Diamond was recently attacked by uh, ransomware, right? So mm-hmm. not really sure what ransomware is, to be honest with you. I don't really know. But uh, they were delaying shipments and their websites were down. I, you know, if you tried to actually like log into Diamond, which actually Justin, that's when I asked her, I was like, hey, what what site do you use? Because I usually go to Diamond site to see what uh, what books are coming out so I can send my list to my shop. And I could not get the damn page to load. So obviously it all makes sense now. So um, some shops did get shortages. I know my my shop didn't get any Marvel books except for Venom was the only one. I went to another shop in town and they, they got their Marvel books and Justin told me his shops had some of their Marvel books, but there were, I saw some other ones on like Instagram and stuff that also yep. did not get their books. So some people didn't get their indie stuff. So yeah, it's all, it's all over, man. I feel like we're seeing the end of diamond. I honestly, I feel like diamond's just taking so many L's that they're just going to be like, let's just close up shop, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> why are we even doing this anymore? So, um, so if you're wondering if your shops didn't get the books, that's what happened. Um, it's crazy. So real quick, I'll do. So ransomware is a type of malware from crypt, crypto biology that threatens to publish the victim's personal data or 
uh, perpetrate block access to it unless it pays a unless a ransom is paid. Hmm. So I feel like we've seen, do that to Diamond. That. Well, I guess because they could then post everyone's account number, yeah, their business and, accounts, and and stuff. Like that. yeah. So it, it's a big thing, yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's probably some comic shop owner that's pretty freaking smart that uh that could do that. So yeah, <laughs> probably like probably frustrated with Diamond's like shippy or shitty shipping and everything lately. So like, oh, let's just ransomware these dudes. Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you were wondering why your uh, your Marvel books didn't come in this week or your ind- independent books, which they only do, um, what do they have now? What does Diamond still do independent? So they still do. They do everything but DC. DC, but I thought um, so. Marvel goes to Penguin, but then Penguin still uses Diamond. Well, you could use both. I think you could use both. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's just who gives a better discount. Gotcha. So it's not gotcha, like exclusive gotcha. yet. I don't think it's like exclusive, like how uh, DC uses like Lunar. Like mm-hmm. people use Lunar for everything. Uh, I think that's really what it is. So, I, I, hey, I don't know, man. It, it's pretty. It was pretty bad. Like you know, like I said, I when you told me about how like your shop only got just Venom, I contacted yeah. my LCS, and he's like, no, I got everything. He's like, but it's a big diamond issue. So, and like you said, I saw um, other shops here in New Jersey had some issues getting stuff. Some shops in New York didn't get their stuff as of Wednesday. And it's crazy because what happens is it hurts the store. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have people that are just going to go to another shop and pray that the other shop has it. Cause some people right. are just, they're, they're so afraid of like missing out of like FOMO, even though it could be like a normal title, like let's just call it like Spider-Man, which comes out, which never has a problem, like not as a selling out book, but you know, people just can't wait. You know, well, you know like, what? Like, so I've had bad experiences with that too. Like, same same thing. You know, it's something like this. Like, the book doesn't come out, and I'll give you a good example. Not that it's, not that this is like a great book, but I don't even remember the issue number. But the Daredevil issue, where Electra, the recent run where Electra became oh, yeah. Daredevil, for whatever reason, that book got shorted at my shop. Okay, so mm-hmm. I didn't get that book, and I'm collecting all the Daredevil run. So it's like yep. you know, issue. Let's say it's 22. I don't remember what issue it was. And so I got 21 and I'm going, boom, okay, here comes Daredevil. And then I'll get that book. Now they didn't ship it and it sold. It got really hot. And then I never got it, man. Like I got, I had to get like a second printing of that, which sucks, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I worry about that kind of stuff when I don't get it from my shop like this week. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to another shop and look and see if I can find it there. Because honestly, my even my shop owner was just kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. We may get them. We may not get them. So I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like... This isn't really a may or may not like a situation. Like I need these books, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's very, very frustrating. Um, these guys got to get their shit together, Diamond or and whoever, man. I mean, it's crazy. And I feel like it's just going to get worse. You know, all you hear about is like shipping problems in general right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Man. It's scary, scary times where maybe this is how, it, maybe this is what finally drives comics digital, you know, is uh paper pro- paper problems and shipping issues so yeah because then you'll never have an issue you could always just pay the money you get oh the- play on words there never have an issue see what you did god you're clever yes <laughs> so yeah we'll see dude we'll see maybe that'll be the death knell to paper books who knows mm-hmm. but what other articles you had another good one didn't you uh yeah this one we're we're taking with a grain of salt it was really oh, jesus i can't believe i'm actually going to be doing this on i've never i don't think we've ever cited this website but over at giant freaking robot.com exclusive <laughs> exclusive winston duke who plays of course mbaka in the black panther movie and also in avengers endgame is the new black panther so anticipation of black panther 2 is high fair to say of course with t'challa no longer uh, Chadwick Boseman following his tragic death. Uh, a lot of people were looking at, uh, of course, Shuri, Tisha Wright. But of course, if anybody knows and been following that story, she got injured over the summer. So they had to, you know, they put the production on hold for a little bit. And un- unfortunately, with her still being injured, they've completely halted the um, quote unquote production of the story and with that being said that they're looking to possibly change the storyline which is going to bring uh mbaka as the next black panther so again we're taking this here at the comic-con podcast with a grain of salt yeah you know and um 
Justin and I were talking about this offline as well. Like I, I read a couple of articles that talked about them having some issues with Letitia Wright as well um, and worried about her being the face of Black Panther moving forward because she is has a certain stance on the vaccine mandates and she's posted or reposted. It was actually it was weird. It's one of those things where like, man, it's crazy how so much how much people like look into it now. And I, I can't remember exactly, but I swear what I wrote, what I read was that some they were like, yeah, she liked a post someone else had done about like vaccine mandates. I'm like, bro, dude, you're like, you're after her because she liked a post. Like she didn't even post that, you know, she just liked something and you went after her for it. So there's <clears throat> that also maybe be taken with a grain of salt as well. I don't know the, the, you know, how true and accurate that is, but that was what the article said that I read that that might be some issues and that, yeah, like the, the movie very much could be her as, Black Panther starting off and then kind of relinquishes it at the end to M'Baku who, um, you know, kind of takes over, which I don't know, man, like I'm, I'm not against that. Honestly, I, I feel like I would enjoy that more than, uh, Shuri being Black Panther. Um, obviously I think the best, the best would be to bring back, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Killmonger would be awesome, but I don't know if we're going to get that, but I, I do like Winston Duke. He's awesome. You know, he's been great in like, the little minor supporting roles he's had. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's mainstream enough for you know for the Marvel MCU. But I mean, as an actor, he he's definitely a great actor. You know, for for what he's been in. Of course, yeah. he's been in the couple Marvel movies. He was in that movie Us. Uh, yeah, where he's the main character. Uh, you know, so you know, I don't know what else we'll see with him, but. You know, for the few movies that he has been in, I feel like he's definitely has the ability to be, you know, a prominent character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and taking over. But who knows what I feel like, you know, Black Panther being pushed back because of Chadwick Boseman and then with COVID and then now with Letitia Wright. And now we don't we don't know. We just, yeah, you know, and I think and we talked about this, that all the Marvel movies have been delayed in general. So right. I feel like this is definitely going to delay it even further. So this will come out next year in 2022 that it's going to get delayed till 2023. Probably. I actually read an article somewhere also recently, like a week or so ago that there was talk that maybe a might become the black Panther. You know, hmm. I mean, out of all the actors still there in the, from the, she has the most star power. Um, yeah. you know, Den, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Denied and Danny, Danny Guerrera. I don't know, probably just butchered the hell out of that. But um, Michonne, yeah, from Walking Dead. <laughs> That's you know, how she, everybody knows. Yeah, right, hey, Michonne. So, I mean, she has the most star power out of all of them. And honestly, she's been the character we've seen in the universes, like in moving forward in the Marvel universe the most. As like the, She's almost the best representation of Wakanda besides Black Panther at this point. So, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I mean... Obviously, Chadwick Boseman it just kind of that derailed everything, but we'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see how it goes. So, yep. but you know what, Avengers? I think it's Avengers sixty-two. I think it's what it is. Is the issue the first appearance of Mbaku? So, I don't know. Maybe go out there, scoop that up. Maybe that could be a hot book yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's reasonably it's reasonably priced too, man. It's not it's not a hard book to find. So, but cool. So another Marvel news, we have another kind of like a shakeup of who might be taking over the uh, the mask, so to speak, of a big name character. So Marvel's new Iron Fist might solve a massive MCU problem, and it fits Shang-Chi's world. So you may know that uh, there's an Iron Fist story coming out called Iron Fist No More, where we are going to see the end of Danny Rand as Iron Fist. So there's been a couple of promo images of new character who will be wearing the mask of iron fist and it is an asian character a lot of people are speculating that it's sword master lin lee from first appearance well so his first appearance is strange agents of atlas i think right but it's it's a digital comic for his actual first appearance um first u.s is uh, is is new agent, agent of atlas number right. two his first cover appearance is on number one but right here in the comic until issue two, but yeah, his like it's like a digital or yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it, it obviously this was an issue when they did the Netflix show Iron Fist on on Netflix. There was a lot of issue about you know the whitewashing, the white savior trope, um, 
about Danny Rand being a white guy who's basically, you know, taking over this Asian culture and and becoming Iron Fist, right? But in, mm-hmm. like, I get it, dude. I I, I understand um, people's concerns with that, but um, it's not like they created that character for that show. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I feel like people look at these with like different lenses. Like, it's not like just all of a sudden Netflix or whoever was like, "Hey, let's do a show." where there's this white dude who goes over to Asia and becomes a mystically powered superhero. And we bring him back and, and do, do all that. That guy's been around forever. You know what I mean? It's, this is like an original, it's an original character. So I know the outrage over that never really made sense. I know long, a lot of people didn't like Finn Jones. Uh, obviously Tim hated him. Oof. His He's bad season two was great. I thought maybe not great. It's not the word, right word. Season two was a lot better. Um, and it's it's it was a bummer. It kind of went that way. But I do like Danny Rand, man. I think mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not upset that there's going to be a new Iron Fist by any means. But I then look at it and I'm like, man, what's going to happen with like uh, you know Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Like are we now are we going to have that like buddy up anymore with those two? Like I don't know. It's just a weird MC or like Marvel universe without Danny Rand as Iron Fist moving forward. So I don't know. I think the issue really, and, and I, I don't think this is well, again within the comics. If this happens, if we get Lin Lee, uh, Swordmaster as Iron Fist, I think this is a great way to push Iron Fist forward. Mm-hmm. But I think the issue was with Netflix because Netflix had all those shows. Right. And then they, you know, and then the whole time frame that you couldn't use these characters. So everybody kind of forgot, even though most people will always and only remember John Barnthal as Punisher. Like all those other shows are you know and then second is daredevil uh, charlie yeah and jessica daredevil. jones well no yeah i yeah i agree jessica jones is, is another great show is up there but that's what i feel like is like people are like oh yeah they were on netflix like it, it's not something that's current it's not something that's current where it's always right. i think maybe once they put all those shows onto disney plus and brings everybody back and again maybe you know there's that leaked there's that leaked photo that Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man, which everybody's in the next Spider-Man movie, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I guess that that's realistically the is what we're going to have to wait and see. Like, will Daredevil, Charlie Cox, the lawyer show up as, uh, you know, Matt Murdock? Will he be in the next Spider-Man movie? And then that kind of, you know, sees all those characters from the Netflix series, you know, bring them into the current MCU. Yeah, I you know I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know a lot about Swordmaster. Um, I did try to when he had his ongoing. To be honest, I'm not mm-hmm. even sure if it's still ongoing. He had his own no, little it was only series. Like ten issues. Yeah, it only went like ten issues. I think I read the first two, and I, it it wasn't very good. Like I didn't really like it. Um, but I, I don't know much about the character Swordmaster. I'm not super upset about this, but I mean, I'm, I, I guess in a way, I, a little bit I am, just because I do like Danny Rand's Iron Fist and. I mean, the Immortal Iron Fist story is like by Brubaker is amazing. Like, and that's what I would love to see adapted. And you want to do an Iron Fist story in like the MCU, straight up do the Immortal Iron Fist story, like with the uh, the cities of heaven, the seven cities, and all that. Like, that's the story that needs to be done. Um, but I see the appeal for the MCU to have Lin Lee, and it makes it a little bit more, you know online with uh, diversity and mm-hmm. bringing him into shang chi character you know so i get it I, I mean i i see what's happening and that's fine you know what i mean it, well, we've always gotten that in, in the world of comics and, and we've always gotten a, a mainstream character that is somebody else has taken up the mantle for a while so right. you know again like you know we've had batman we've had the superman we've had daredevil currently so you know, why isn't that someone else can't take up this mantle? You know, everyone's specking also, even with the whole death of Doctor Strange, that, you know, we'll get a new Sorcerer Supreme. You know, it doesn't always, it always has to be a shakeup. Yeah. Sp- Spider-Man changes, like, you know, every couple of years. Yeah. Captain so, America, we had a lot yeah. of shakeup. It oh, always, here, here's the deal. Danny Rand will be back. I mean, he'll be back as Iron Fist, inevitably, uh-huh. at some point. So, yep. But... Cool. So that's some comic news there for you. Um, I think that's kind of it, right? Or did I think you had one more article, didn't you? No, no. That was it kind of it. Yeah, that is it for the articles this week. Light week of stuff. Yeah. 
so we did do an Eternals review. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, if you haven't seen, the, if you've seen the movie, it's definitely spoiler, spoiler, spoiler heavy. So check out our spoiler review on Eternals, and you can hear about Justin and I's opinion. We don't really want to talk about it too much on this yep. episode since we did that one, and it's still pretty fresh. We don't want to ruin anything, even though everything's out there. But I gotta a lot say of great real stuff. quick though, I gotta yeah. say I looked at the analytics for that episode, and a lot of it must have been a lot of people that went to go see that movie because we had a, I had a lot of uh, listens too, and even though it only yeah. dropped two days ago, so. Um, I guess everybody kind of checked it out and, and we appreciate it. And again, if you haven't seen it or when you do see it and you want to listen to it, it's up on, you know, the podcast platforms. I actually just put it up on our YouTube channel as well, just for anybody who wanted to check it out over there as well. Real quick, because not to get too much in depth, but I feel like in the past two days I've had like two, I had two or three people actually tell me they didn't really like it. What has been your, uh, like with friends or people out in, Maybe not like comic book people. So these are like friends of mine who go and see these movies and stuff, but they're not mm -hmm. like, they don't read comics. They're not in like comic community by any chance, by any means. Um, but like the guy who cuts my hair and then a buddy, one of my Marine buddies, they mm -hmm. both were like, oh, I didn't really like it. I was like, really? Like strange. Mm -hmm. Like I get it. They're tough characters, man. I mean, especially if you're not in the comic world, you don't know who the hell the Eternals are, you know? So yeah. I, the um, only person I talked to was my brother about it. Other than that, like, Actually, and my buddies, uh, you know, I, I saw it last Thursday and my buddies came over uh, from high school, came over. Yeah. House, and I briefly talked about it and not like they cared. And exactly everything I said on the podcast is what I, I, I basically said to them. So, right. Uh, I really haven't talked to anybody who hasn't, you know, hated it. Everyone, even that I've seen on posts on Instagram have been saying that it's, you know, it's kind of where we were at as far as reviews. And some people said it was amazing. Some people loved it. And, you know, to each their own. I haven't seen anybody said that it was just like absolutely awful. That's true. I haven't heard it. haven't seen anyone say it's like garbage by any means. Yeah. So cool. So check out that review for sure. Check it out. Let us know what your thoughts are on Eternals. So like always, we're going to round out the show here with uh, what we're currently reading. So kind of been a light week. Like we said, Diamond had uh, some issues. And, you know, like we talked last week with the paper issue, the paper shortages, there hasn't been a lot out these past couple of weeks, man, it's kind of been hard each uh, week to kind of like come up with something, to be honest. Um, but we each have a book. So Justin, why don't you go ahead and start? So of course, the, we have to talk about this Venom number one, uh, the post Donny Cates era with Al Ewing doing the writing. You got Ram V and uh, John Hitch on the art. So, you know, we have, if you read the end of Venom, you know that you know, he's kind of the now king in black. He kind of controls all the symbiotes. And of course, you got Dylan Brock as the new Earth Venom. So with this issue, it's kind of a two-parter story. It's kind of part Eddie Brock Venom in space. And the other half is Dylan Brock Venom down here on Earth. Uh, and I got to say that I absolutely hated this issue. Really? Oh, dude, I absolutely hated this issue. I... <laughs> I love, reading, it. I love it. Okay, here like, we go. Here you're we go. so here absolute. I love, it. Yeah. I love it. Reading the Eddie Brock in space reminded me of how bad Venom Space Night was. Like I didn't read. Ben, I didn't. I didn't read Venom Space Night. It was such a bad series. Well, that's why. Like yeah. it was such a bad series that I couldn't even keep up with it. Like we all know that I'm a huge Venom uh, Rick Remender run, and mm -hmm. then it was that trash. <laughs> and then it went to Lee Price and then back to Eddie Brock. But the Venom Space Night stuff is just, it was just so like, I just couldn't get into it. I'm like, Venom flying around with these symbiotes that he names different as different people. Oh, the Beatles. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, God. It was so bad. Um, to me, like, the only thing that saved it is like, I'm, I, I like Sleeper. I oh, yeah. Him. Hell yeah. Sleeper's awesome. I think Sleeper is symbiote. He's a cool character. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a cat guy, but I think him, like, with him always with Dylan was always like my favorite thing. Like, right. When they're having their conversations. Uh, and the same thing, like, you know, we, we always had, you know, Eddie's always had this anger issue. And now Dylan's got like this anger issue. Like, why can't it be anything different? Like, why can't right. it just be him? being a more i don't know excited like venom right like he's like, a kid like, yeah like more fun symbiote. like out there yeah. swinging around like like old school spider-man type or like miles morales yeah you like know miles, like why yeah. can't it be that type of venom so 
I don't know. Like, of course, there's the end of the the, the end of the issue ends with the, some first appearances, uh, and we're gonna find out what's going on. Uh, you, you got two first appearances in there, you know, and the, of course they're more symbiote type characters, and it's like the next null character. So, right. I don't know. That's my kind of read of the week. There really wasn't anything else out there. Um, honorable mention, and this is a title that I I spoke about previously. Uh, Silver Coin issue six came out last week. I don't know. Are you keeping up with that? Did you no, I, I have. I wasn't reading that. So, it, of course, with the image books, it's always like five issues. Uh, they take like a month or two off and then they come back. So Silver Coin was originally like a limited series, but it did so well that they ended up making it an ongoing series. So the latest issue and I, I thought it was awesome. The latest issue had, of course, the Silver Coin. And it finds a kid who's like in the arcade. He's a kid who gets bullied because he's terrible at video at, at fighting video games. And all of a sudden he finds the, the silver coin and then he starts winning. And it's pretty funny, like in the video game that he's playing, one of the characters that you could choose is Spawn. So I thought that was a cool like yeah. homage because it's an image comics book. But and then, of course, it turns into like a sadistical, like just like horror type book because that's what it is but man the killings in this issue were were crazy like <laughs> i i love silver coin i think it's it's like how ice cream man started off and now like this is like the next thing because every you don't need to read issue by issue like one to six you can read them in any order you can read them out of order uh but i love silver coin i think it's one of my like favorite series that uh is going right now so i'm happy it's back as an ongoing yeah, I'm, I I remember you talking about that, and I do I need to check it out. It does sound really interesting. It's good. It's 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 really awesome because there's no like there's still no like official origin of the silver coin, and they always jump around in timelines. Like I think issue five was like in the future. Issue four or five was like the future, and then one of the issues was back in like the the pilgrimage age, and then most of them were modern. And this is modern so it's a good read i think anybody you could just pick it up just as like even if like you don't you can't get issue one anymore just pick up any random issue and read it it doesn't matter nice so what are your what's your pick for this week on this um so i read venom as well i i I liked it well enough i didn't really i didn't have the issue of uh hating uh space knight enough to to like kind of bug me but i don't like how op Eddie Brock is like the Venom character. Like it's just too much. But um, we'll see. I have hopes that it'll it'll get better. Like Al Ewing, obviously, I think is a great writer. So um, it's and I think it's tough, dude. I think it's tough to kind of come off of like character defining run from Donny Cates on this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna probably take a couple issues to get away from that, so that Al Ewing can kind of start to tell the story he wants to tell. So I'm yeah. hoping, man, that we'll you know moving on, it'll be a little bit. It'll be a cleaner, better story. So anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a light week, but you know, w- one of the books I really, really have enjoyed and uh, shout out to Justin for telling me, cause I thought this was going to be the last issue, but it's actually, we got one more. Um, we had issue 17 of Hellions came out this week. So I've really loved this run. I was talking about uh, Zeb Wells earlier and the writing on this. It's, it's just been really cool. This team of characters is just kind of like zany, um, I really, really like the the lineup. You got Empath, you got Havoc, Mister Sinister, Nanny, and Orphan Maker, the uh, Quanin, Psylocke, Scalp Hunter, and Wild Child. So a lot of these characters, besides like honestly Havoc and Mister Sinister, are probably the two big names, and then Psylocke yeah. as well. But um, this is kind of like the Asian Psylocke back in her original body. So it's not your your Bet- Betty Bra- Betsy Braddock character. So, um. But it's a really cool lineup of characters. It's, it's all just a bunch of shitheads that got put on this team together because <laughs> they couldn't be trusted anywhere else. But it's been fun watching old characters like Nanny and Orphan Maker that are so weird. And um, the story is really good. It's it, It's been action-packed, and uh, I'm excited to see how it ends. So like I said, it's going to be 18 issues total if you get a chance. I know they have a hardcover coming out, collected edition here shortly. Um, that I think might collect all of them minus like the... Um, the tie-ins and stuff that were like on the events for Dawn of X stuff, but check it out. It's really cool. I'm obviously, I'm I'm a massive havoc fan and uh, it's been a really, really fun book. So um, other than that, you know, I don't, I guess honorable mentions, I don't really have like any, uh, 
exact issues but i'm still really loving i read all the the power rangers stuff right now you know they have all like the what is mighty morphin mighty morphin power rangers power rangers like there's like four or five titles and they're all pretty they're all connected and it's been a really really good story it's moving on to this eltarian war that's coming up that should be pretty cool and then i I also i I always keep up to date on idw tmnt it's just so so good i love that story like so Um, but yeah, that's what I got this week. That's it. Cool. All right. So that's it for episode 44, putting it in the books. Uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us tonight. Again, shout out to all our veterans. We're recording this on November 11th for Veterans Day. Um, I really have anything going. I, well, real quick, funny story. I just did a whatnot sale this afternoon and I realized oh, yeah. that I kind of ran out of uh gemini mailers so i had to actually order gemini mailers and i plan <laughs> on doing another uh whatnot sale over the weekend so i'm hoping that i can kind of scrounge up some gemini mailers possibly from to going to my lcs and asking him if i can take some right and then i'll just replenish them because i actually had to order them um or hopefully people order enough stuff where i can put it into wrap it up and just put it in a priority mailbox so that's all i got hopefully uh i'll get and then of course tomorrow uh, if you're li- obviously you're li- if you're listening to this on Friday with the Disney Plus day, yeah. So we'll be talking about that next week. And Shang Chi, Shang Chi's coming to Disney Plus. Yep, that'll be out Which, tomorrow. So. Side note, yeah. not to I know we're wrapping it up, but I rewatched uh, Black Widow for the second time. You know, obviously since, since it's now on Disney Plus, and man, I I enjoy it. I don't think it's it's horrible. Like I enjoy it. I love the Le- Yelena Belova character. I really. I really enjoyed it more on the second viewing for sure. Okay. So, and I'm excited. I'm excited to watch Shang-Chi again as well. Same. So, definitely. Yeah. So that's all we got guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Like you said, check it out. The, our Eternals review, if you haven't already. Um, and if you've already seen the movie, like we said, it's very spoiler heavy. So we pretty much talk about everything in that. So check it out. Let us know. Um, like Justin mentioned earlier, please contact us at the comic con podcast, gmail.com where any voice memos, emails, any questions, or on our Instagram account, the Comic-Con Podcast, Nemesis Prime, or Milton the Manimal. And uh, we'll answer any questions you have there, too. So that's all we got this week. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Later.